2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? And the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. And with all God's people say, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Nice prayer, right? It's been a prayer among God's people for so long. It's a very powerful prayer. Now, God never said it should be a prayer that we should pray at the end of service. It's actually the final verse of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the second letter to the Corinthians. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I mean, last chapter, last verse. That was the very last thing he said to them. So he didn't say we should make it a prayer, but um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's called the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. So we know the, the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for our sake, he became poor, that we through his might become rich, all right? That's the, the grace of his, his giving, all right? It is the benevolence of God, all right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's the benevolence of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The all-encompassing love of God, the love, all right, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So the love of God is, is what controls this world, all right? The love of God, it's, it's what has decided the things that have happened concerning man's redemption, man's salvation. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his giving. I, I like to read that, um, um, I think, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9, I'll read it in the message translation so you understand it very well. But fortunately, God doesn't grade us on our diets. We are neither commended when we clean our plate nor reprimanded when we just can't stomach it. <laughs> but God does not care when you use your freedom carelessly in a way that leads to a fellow believer still vulnerable to those old decisions to be thrown off. Go ahead. Yes, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to order you around against your will, but by bringing in the Macedonian's enthusiasm as a stimulus to your love, I am hoping to bring the best out of you. You are familiar with the generosity of our master, Jesus Christ, rich as he was, he gave it all away for us. In one stroke, he became poor, and we became rich. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is focusing on what Christ gave, all right? Christ giving, all right? That's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he talks about the love of God. Beloved, behold, what manner of love the Father had given unto us that we should be called sons of God. All right, these two things are so powerful, but the focus I want to use, I want to have here today is 
the communion of the Holy Spirit. The communion of the Holy Ghost. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is the what of Christianity. When you come to Christ, what do you have? You have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you come to Christ, you have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so what's in Christianity? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of John, he says, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. So what Jesus brought is the grace of God. What Moses brought was the laws of God. But Jesus brought the grace of God. The law was, was man's attempt to please God. The law is man trying to be something. He's trying to please God. The grace is God makes you pleasing in his sight and now tells you the things to do. So in the law, I am not pleasing in the sight of God. So I try to work out to be pleasing in the sight of God. Not so with the grace of God. So Christianity is not trying to please God. In Christianity, I was born pleasing God. So God looks at me and I am already accepted. In the law, I am not accepted. I do the right thing so I can be accepted. The difference between when a man looks at the law and when a man looks at the grace of God, there's a difference. When a man looks at the law, everything he sees is his imperfection. The law belittles him. Why? Because the man looks at the law and he sees God's righteousness and sees his sin. Why? Because anytime God said, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, the man remembers that he did the wrong thing. So the law was portraying God's righteousness his holiness. So anytime man looked at the law, he saw God's greatness and he saw how small he was. So the man looks at God, God's greatness. He looks at God and turns back and says, I can never measure up. So the law magnified God and made the people smaller. But there's something about the grace of God. The grace was different. In the grace of God, the man looks at the, he said, but we all with an open face, beholding as the glass the glory of the Lord, are changed. In the law, the man looks at the glory of God and he sees his filth. He sees his death. He sees that I can never measure up. But in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, he says, but we all, that meaning we all have access, all right? But we all with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. So, this is a mystery about this glass. This is a mystery about this mirror. Alright? Behold, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. So, in this one, in the law, the man looks at um, the glory of God, and he sees how dirty he is, and he walks back. I can never be this. I can never be like God. In the New Testament, or with Jesus, the man does not come and see himself different. The man looks in the mirror and what he sees is himself. So 
To him, he's looking dirty, but he looks in the mirror and it is him looking clean. Then he's wondering, is this me? It cannot be me. And he looks again and says, but this is me. In the first mirror, in the law, he looks and this is him. This is another great person. I cannot be this. But in the New Testament, the guy comes in. He looks into the same mirror. He looks at him and says, but this is me. I can recognize my face. The only issue is that over here, I'm probably wearing tattered clothes. But inside there, it's the same me, but I'm probably in a suit. I'm looking nice. But then, there's still a divide. There's still a divide. Why? Because the person he's seeing here looks like him. But he's also seeing he has started clothes. So, what then does God suggest for that person to do? In 2 Corinthians 3, 18, God now tells him, he says, but we all with an open face, beholding, beholding. What do I mean to behold? Looking. Looking, what God says, even though you're looking at yourself inside a mirror, it looks like, this is me, but that's not what I'm wearing. Then, there's a name given to the man in the mirror. The name of the man in the mirror is the glory of God. So, he looks at the mirror and says, that's me. God says, okay, how are we going to move from how we're looking here into this person you're seeing in the mirror? Because that's you. He says, beholding, looking. So he says, keep looking, keep looking. He says, as you keep looking, you are changed. All of a sudden, he realizes. Now, God didn't tell him to go and start looking for the clothes he's seen in there to start wearing. He says, just keep looking. Why? Because the change is not going to happen by his strength. The change is going to happen. He said, I change into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the change is going to happen by the Spirit of the Lord. So the more the man looks, the Spirit of the Lord begins to work on him. So he had other clothes. After he keeps looking, he realizes that, okay, now after a while, he's wearing the same trousers as the guy inside. And God says, keep looking. So what's your work? Your work is to keep looking. So in the Old Testament, he tells them, he said, your righteousness is like a filthy rag. You're filthy. Even if you try your best, you're filthy. But in Christ, he doesn't call him filthy. In the law, he says, you're not worthy. I said, people say, we are not worthy before God. Who are we before God? We are nothing in, in the hand of God. We are worth nothing in the hand of God. That's not true. Hey. <laughs> are you sure you're here? That's not true. According to God. Oh, some of you didn't say it. No, you say it well. Say, I'm special to God. I am worthy. Hey, someone said, Ah, oh, Pastor, how can you say that we are worthy? The pastor I met today is not humble. I'm worthy. Some of you are finding it difficult to still say it. It's where you came from. That's the problem. The Bible says that he has made us meat. Meat means worthy. He has made us meat to be partakers. We are, we are worthy. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Like the man of God, Pastor Chris said, he said, when you go to a shop, the price they put on the shoe, that's, the, that's what you pay for it. So those selling the shoe, if they know you will again, they will start at a very, very high price. The shoe is, they are selling for 50 Ghana. But because they know you will begin, and you know some shops don't begin at all. Don't, don't start. <laughs> no, no, don't, you don't start. Because, <laughs> so you go there, 150 Ghana city, but it's 50. You talk. If you get to 50, no matter the beginning, except the person doesn't like the shoe. If you get to 50, you'll rather walk away. Because for him to sell it to you at 30, you make a loss. He's not trying to dash your shoe. You see? So, the price of the shoe in the boutique is what you pay for it. See how important you are to God? That for God to buy you, he had to use his own son. That's the price tag on you. Oh, we are nothing but ants in the Lord. We are ants before the Lord? You, an ant? <laughs> Jesus died for an ant? And he forgot to die for the real ant? Since you are, we are all ants. But secondly, that, to think about it, why would God have to create two ants? You know me, I always attack, we are sinners. I always attack it. I will attack it till it leaves people's prayers. Today we are going to pray. But before we pray, you know we are all sinners. We are not worthy before the Lord. And the reason why the people agree is they know what they did last night. <laughs> so may they remember what they did. We are all sinners. Mm, 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 mm. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, please. We are all sinners. <laughs> the devil is so smart. He makes people say the most stupid things so that he can get them to have that as their life experience. So you hear a song, If I Broke Nama Business. <laughs> and guess what? He brings it around inflation time. He brings the song around inflation time. So the word, you shall have what you see. I'm a hustler, baby. I'm a hustler. I'm full of grace. So, we've talked about the grace of God. We've talked about the love of God. The, the, the point uh, I, I want us to kick off from the message for today is the communion of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Kalama Sutta. I said, the grace of God is the what of Christianity. The love of God is the why of Christianity. The most beautiful of all. That is the how of Christianity. How does this thing work? The communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. If it makes a mistake, he takes Bathsheba from his hus her husband, kills the, the, the husband, takes the woman, the woman gets pregnant, and he doesn't know what to do. So he now decides, okay, let me kill the, the, the husband so I can keep the wife. Do you know that when David was a shepherd boy, if anybody told him he could have done that, he would say, uh, he would say I'm, my, my heart is too clean for this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know who you are until you have power and you have money. Me, I'm very humble. I'm very humble. Some of you think you can fast. There are some, there are some, a certain standard of life that will come. That will show you that you are not a fasting machine. It's money you don't have to eat. <laughs> when you're free, fruits, vegetables, drinks, salads, and you have people that if you call that, um, can I get my food now? They immediately bring your food on a tray. Different varieties. Chickens. Gobbers. And those of you who like to order food, you know where to order. Shako Mako. Different. And they will even add the fact that, oh, I'm a foodie, I'm a foodie. You, if, if by this time you are fasting and praying and fasting and praying, God is just looking at you. Lord, you know I love you. You know I can fast, I can pray. I can pray. God is just looking at you. Oh, you don't know yourself. Any broke person can be loyal. So one of the person doesn't have money. Yes, our boss. Yes, our boss. Yes, our boss. Let him have one fourth of what you have. The same person, oh, can you go and take me? You can't talk to me like that. <laughs> you don't know yourself until you have money. When your character is still intact after money, then you, are, you have character. Power. Many years ago, God tested me. You know, there are some monies that don't come to your hand. You pray about them. You're not seeing it. Not because God doesn't want to give money. God doesn't want to lose you. One day, I said, God tested me. I was many years ago. I would say, Ah, Father, if I get money, if I get money, I will sponsor the gospel. I will give to the gospel. Oh, Lord, you shall see it. I didn't know that if I sleep, because that time I was not. I didn't have air conditioning in my house. I didn't like if I sleep in air conditioning rooms, I'll not even pray. We can test you. We'll take you to Kempinski one week. Shele Baba will not even come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked how you change. Yeah. I was shocked at myself. As I, was in the hotel, I was in the hotel for three days. I did not pray. I just wake up, you know, just make a call. Just bring me food. <laughs> but I was coming to the I felt like a sinner. I've not prayed for three days. And I knew why. Sometimes you pray to God for some things. But prior to that, where I was living, no AC, if the place is hot, you, you pray, <laughs> we break, we bind, we cast me. <laughs> that was just by the way. The communion of the Holy Spirit. So I, I was talking about David. So David makes a mistake, and he looks at himself, and he doesn't even realize he's made a mistake. And the prophet comes to him. He says, he tells him the story. He says, ah, oh, let's kill the man. For you to know that deep down in his heart, he doesn't really even recognize that he had done something that grievous. Because when the story was told him, he said, ah, let's kill the person. Because the story was like, there was a man who had a lot of sheep. Then he left, wanted to take one person's sheep. Because David had many wives. Why would you leave your many wives and go for somebody who has just one wife? 
and take the wife and you finish, you kill the person. When the story was told him, uh, sheep, and one he took the other person's sheep and killed the man, David said, let us bring the man, we will kill him now. The Nathan said, you are the one. <laughs> when he said, you are the one, and he said, God killed me, he said, eh. <laughs> Listen, we judge people by their actions. We judge ourselves by intentions. Maybe it's about you, dear. Oh, I, I didn't really mean it. I didn't really mean to. Like, I didn't. If somebody, hey, no, no, how can you do this? How can you do this? Hey, hey, sell leader. How can I sell leader do this? He's not a leader. <laughs> if you wore short skirt, oh, I, I was not really, you know, I, I just wanted something to just go out quickly. But you see someone who was, hmm. Ladies of today. <laughs> Only God knows what they are looking for in life. But this is looking for a man. If you were the one who came out of your friend's car, you said, oh, this one is my friend. I just came out of his car. But if it's somebody else, oh, oh. <laughs> See? So David does this. And when it happened, David went to pray. Oh, that's why God loved David. David went to pray. He prayed and he said something striking. He said, God, do not take your spirit from me. He didn't say, God, don't take your throne. We would have protected the throne. Oh, God, don't remove me. Oh, no, no, God, don't let anybody. But this was the difference between Saul and David. When Saul messed up, Saul told someone, said, don't let the people see that you are rebuking me. I beg you, come, come, come with me. Let them, let them still feel that I'm the king. David didn't care about his kingship again. He, he just said, God, I, I, just, I, just, I just want one thing. You can take the throne. I know where I came from. I was a shepherd boy. Just don't take your spirit from me. Why? Because David knew that all his dominion came from the spirit. A Christian who neglects the ministry of the Holy Spirit will always be defeated. The communion of the Holy Ghost, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that's our secret. I have so many things to say. I'm going to look at where I'm going to start from. Last year during miracle service, I taught on the spirit of life. There are different names that he's called. He's called the spirit of life. He's the spirit of life. He's a spirit of life. Ezekiel went to prophesy. Remember when I taught you in the book of prophecy? Ezekiel was prophesying. Ezekiel was there. He said, oh, the bone came to his bone. The bone came to his bone. This, was, this looked like miracles. The fact that miracles are happening in your life doesn't mean the spirit, is, the spirit is at work there. So bone came to his bone. Bone came to his bone. Ezekiel was prophesying. Bone was coming to his bone. Bone was coming to his bone. Flesh was coming upon flesh. But the Bible says that it was a corpse. It was a corpse. The bones also refer to structures. Sometimes you put your structures in your life. Say, oh, at 25, I will be this. At 30, I'll be that. At 35, I should be this. You put structures. You put things there. Bone came to his bone. Everything looked like everything is perfect now. Bone came to his bone. But then there was no breath. There was no breath. He is the spirit of life. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in your mortal body, that same spirit shall vitalize or give life. Jesus said, the spirit, it is the spirit that quickens. It's the spirit that makes alive. Every scripture in the Bible is a, is a corpse until the spirit breathes on it. Ezekiel was prophesying. Ezekiel was prophesying. But it was just a corpse. Then God had to teach him another thing. 
He said, guy, the fact, you know, that's what, so, that's what has happened to many people. Their confessions of faith, the things they've said about their life, they've said so much. Oh, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Oh, in the name of Jesus, this is this. This is that. And in the spirit, all those words are actually valid. Those words are true. Those words are making impact in the spirit. Those things. But it's only a corpse. God's own word he wrote. Second Corinthians chapter 3. God's own word he wrote. This is what he calls it. Verse 5. God's own word. He said, not that we are sufficient of ourselves or to think anything of ourselves but sufficient of God. Verse 6. He said, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. He said, for the letter killer. What do I mean? The letter killer? The same scripture? He was not talking about another book. He's talking about the Bible, the book. He said, the letter killer. That means, oh God. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we are still there. All right. Go to verse 15. Verse 15. But even to this day, when Moses is read, he's talking about the same scripture. I tell you, the, 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 the scripture, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It is a dead scripture until the Holy Ghost reads on it. You shall lay up gold as dust. It's a dead scripture until the Holy Ghost breathes upon it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you neglect the Holy Spirit in your Christian life, you always be defeated. Whew. Verse 15. Even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Verse 16. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. And he says, now the Lord is that spirit. Let me tell you something. You don't know this book called the Bible. You don't know this book until you know the author. The Bible is the only book that needs the presence of the author for you to understand. You don't know this book until you know the Holy Spirit. Because a secret in the kingdom of God, a secret is not something you don't know. A secret is something that is veiled. There are many scriptures that are veiled. They are veiled. You think, oh, I've read the Bible cover to cover. If the Holy Ghost does not breathe upon it, you understand nothing. The Lord is that spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And when they say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, it doesn't mean when the Spirit of the Lord is, then we dance. No. That's not a good thing. No, it's not. No, there's liberty. That means there's no limitation. It means there's no limitation. There's no limit to what God can make out of your life. There's no limit. There's no limit. There's no limit. No limits exist with the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of life. He's the Spirit of life. The Spirit of life. I spoke about it in details last year. So I wouldn't want to go too much into, into that. On Mount Sinai, listen now. On Mount Sinai, God gave them a gift. The law was called a gift. The Hebrew word is matan. He gave them a gift. When the law came, you know what happened? 3,000 people died. But ladies and gentlemen, Acts chapter 2. When another gift came, the gift of the Holy Ghost, 3,000 people were saved. He's the spirit of life. Church will be frustrating without the Holy Spirit. Mr. Salida, cell leadership will be frustrating without the Holy Spirit. Business will be frustrating without the Holy Ghost. Don't give the Holy Ghost a part of your life. Don't relegate him to prayer. You see, some have just led the Holy Ghost for prayer. Oh, when is my Christian life? Oh, I know the Holy Spirit. When is my academics? No. He can teach you anything. I wrote my exams in school with the Holy Ghost. To the, like, I, I know what I'm telling you. To the extent that the people in my class were just wondering because when they are going for those extra classes, I'm talking about uni, 
They are going for those extra classes, extra things. I don't go for those things because every time they'll see me preaching, or so, or so, or so, or so. They will call me Pastor Chris, or so, or so, or so, or so, or so. Every time they'll I'll pass them. They are Christians, all right, who are, who are Christians, serious Christians, and they are not doing well in the academics. They have removed the Holy Ghost from the academics. Some have taken him out of their, out of their business. He is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. He is not a wind. He is not an influence. He is not falling under the power. Hey, I felt, I felt, I felt something. No, he is a person. He is a person like you. He has feelings. He has emotions. He is a person like you. So that when you are dealing with him and you are only using him, just know that he is a person too. And he knows when you are trying to use him. Some never know him. Never talk to him. No, no, no. And when they need something, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Shabalabalaba, Shabalabalaba, Holy Ghost. He said, She has come again. She has come again. Then after, he will say, Okay, she's still my daughter now. Okay, collect it. Then you go. Three weeks. Then, after three weeks, another issue. I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord. Forgive. Say, oh, she has come again. And now, oh, Lord, I see my wrong. Listen, when we are singing worship in church, everybody knows what he's singing about. Well, because while you are singing, be magnified. Oh, Lord, someone is singing. When, when I remember how your love has covered me, I know the Bible. While you are saying it in love and adoration to God, someone knows that he has not been in church for so long, so I know the Bible. <laughs> so that, so that peradventure, God has not killed him. Jesus brass case of anonymates, colamangres, brogats case of filamanto, prequisco, zelo grasquisho, teco, sambra, kido, racto, zemalino, mapero, sacte, zuse, mo preguisto, calimando, gres, cachic, tequele. You know what the Spirit just said? The Spirit said, He said, if you pay attention to me, you have consistent victories. For I shall give you what it takes to be ahead of your enemies. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the Holy Spirit? He's not a wind. He's not influence. He's not a feeling. He's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. He helps us. Bible says, likewise the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. That scripture is referring to prayer, but it's not only prayer. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our weaknesses. Sometimes you want to do a certain business, but you don't know as much to do that second part of it or to go further in it. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our weaknesses. How weak we are in certain things. He said, oh, uh, I don't know how to win souls. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. I don't know how to pray. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. I don't know how to deal with people in my business. Likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmities. I don't know how to make money. Likewise, the Spirit helped our infirmities. He makes champions out of nobodies. That's the Holy Spirit. I know Him. I know Him. I know Him. 
is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Oh, he is the Spirit of life. But today I don't want to talk about the Spirit of life. There's another part of him called the Spirit of grace. Give me Psalm 90. Verse 16, Psalm 90, Moses is writing here. He said, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. He said, let the beauty of the Lord, this is, that's, that's the meaning of that word, and let the grace of the Lord, our God, be upon us. What is grace? Grace is the beauty of God. Grace, I, I want to introduce a new word to this now. Grace is the energy of God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me let all the lights you see here, all the lights you see here, the sound you are hearing, all the cables are working over here. Everything is working over here. But if there was no energy, if there was no electricity, we will be here. All the cables will be here, but we cannot enjoy anything. What causes all this beauty? What causes the lights to shine? What causes this LED to come on? Is the energy that is passing through the cables. So in your life, you can set all the cables until there's energy. He's the spirit of grace. He's the spirit of the beauty of God. Oh, oh, oh. The Bible talks about the day that Samuel, or oh, 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 sorry, David was lamenting over Saul. I am Antoskepranino. He was lamenting over Saul. He said, Oh, Saul, Saul, Saul. What happened to Saul? David began and said, It was said in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the mountains. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the mountains. What is the beauty of Israel? He said, The beauty of Israel. That means Israel had only one beauty. There was only one thing about Israel. It was not their armor. It was not their spear. It was not what they knew. There was the beauty of Israel. And that was the grace of God. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. How are the mighty fallen? Check your Bible. Many times when you see the beauty of God, you start seeing mighty works. The beauty of God is what is responsible for mighty works. He's the spirit of grace. Is the spirit of grace. You cannot even understand grace until you understand the spirit of grace. There's a spirit of grace. The spirit of, of grace takes you away from error. It doesn't only clean your error, it takes you away from error. He's the spirit of grace. He said, let the beauty of God be upon us. Then what will happen? He said, we establish the work of our hands. Everything you touch is working. There are people like that among them. Everything I touch works. Everything I touch, it begins to blossom. It's the spirit of grace. It works with me. You understand? I'm proudly saying it. It works with me. The spirit of grace are working my life. Communicate with the Holy Spirit. It is called a communion. It is, it is, it is, uh, it is a righteous romance. Oh boy, the day I read the book, Good Morning Holy Spirit, something changed. I just knew that my Christianity has come alive. I said, he's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of life. 
Bible says, as the, the body is dead without the spirit. That means the body of Christ will be dead until the Holy Ghost awakens it. I said there are some of us, everything we touch works. Everything we touch works. You know why? Because we don't neglect the Holy Spirit. Because we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. I don't do things without the Holy Spirit. No matter what you give me to do, I'll go and pray first. I have to talk to the Holy Spirit. I say, Holy Spirit, I need to do this. I need to do that. He's the one who gives us the strength. He's the one who gives us the might. He's the one who, who, who organizes. You know, sometimes when, you meet, when I meet people and they start talking about how good they are, how, how intelligent they are, I say, oh, oh so sorry, I, I do not fall in that league. I'm not so intelligent. I have the spirit of grace. It, it's not about my intelligence. I don't ascribe everything, anything I know and anything I do to what, how, how eloquent I am. I know many people can preach than me. I know people can pray than me. I know many people who, who know scriptures more than me. I know many of them. Not that somebody said, I know some of them. I've, I told you before, and I'm not, I'm not recommending not for you to. I've never done 40 days fasting. I've never done 40 days fasting. But I know people who have done it back to back. Yet they still come to me for prayer. The spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. Monarchistopeno Shire. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you see the spirit of grace at work, when you see people rushing their numbers to give their life to Christ, when you come, come, into, come into the house of God, there's something at work, the spirit of grace. Something is at work. Something is at work. The spirit of grace. The spirit of grace. He is the spirit of grace. I talked about him as the spirit of life last year. Today I'm telling you about the spirit of grace. Why? Because from here you're going to see the manifestation of the spirit of grace. No, lift your hand. Lift your hand. Oh, he's the Holy Spirit. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah chapter 12. No blow. Blow like a mighty wind, spirit of victory. You cover us with your wings, and you blow, you blow like a mighty wind, spirit of victory. I hear the spirit saying, Resources are coming, resources are coming. Resources are coming. People are coming. People are coming. Five resources that are coming. Men. Miracles. Money. Messages. Materials, the spirit of grace. Oh, blow, you blow like a mighty wind, your spirit of victory, you cover us with your wings. 
you blow. You blow like a mighty wind. Spirit of victory. My love, fame, my idol. Can you blow? You blow like a mighty wind. Spirit of victory. Sit down for a moment. <laughs> when the Holy Ghost is with you, no man can defeat you. He walks with you. He teaches you. Maybe next week I'll... I'll, 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 I'll ah. The Holy Spirit, I don't joke with him. When anything happens, and I think I don't know what to do, feel confused, feel like what's going on. I quickly want to leave the arena of men and rush inside and lie on the floor. So Holy Spirit, you can help me. Holy Spirit. He said, until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. He said, the wilderness will continue to be a wilderness. Some lives are wilderness. Some business, some businesses are wilderness. Some families are wilderness. Some, some, some lives are wilderness. He said, until the spirit upon, be poured upon us from on high. And wilderness will be a fruitful field and a fruitful field be counted for a forest. That means when the spirit is poured, the place that was a wilderness, all of a sudden fruit begins to come. Then if it was already a fruitful field, when the spirit is poured, it becomes a forest. Go on to Zechariah chapter 12. Life will be frustrated without the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy the nations that come against Jerusalem. Verse 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. We'll jump in from there. Maybe next week I'll continue. Aye. He calls him the spirit of grace. But the spirit of grace does not work alone. Anywhere you see the spirit of grace, you will see supplications. Because prayer always precedes every move of God. Unless it is not God. If it is God, incessant praying. You will notice incessant praying. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell you stories. There are days, there are days I will pray. I will pray, I will pray, I will pray till I don't want to be among anybody, I don't want to see anybody, I will sit on the street at circle and I'll be praying. One time I broke down in the middle of the street. Policemen came to carry me from there. What is wrong with you boy? I was crying and I was praying the spirit of supplication. When that spirit of supplication has not announced itself, you are far away. far away. Anywhere you see the spirit of grace, you will see the spirit of supplications. What are supplications? 
tell you something. Everything in this kingdom operates with the energy of God. That's why some people will fast and fast and fast and they will never see anything. Because the fasting comes from the place of the flesh. It's not, it's, not, it's not powered by the energy of God. There are some people who think are indisciplined, yet they will always find their way around things. Why? Because there's an energy that powers discipline in the kingdom. Can you tell a hungry man, will you advise him to eat? You don't advise an angry man to eat. He's the one who's not hungry. They say, oh, please eat. Oh, please eat for us. Oh, please eat for us. So when they're advising you to be disciplined, you, you, you can, your, your, moral, your moral discipline, like I'm, quite, I'm a disciplined person, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for what is powered by the Spirit. So, so when you're, like I said, if a man is hungry and you say, food is available by 6 p.m., he'll be there by 5 I'm talking about correct hunger. I'm not talking about correct hunger. When a man is hungry for God, you don't advise him to go to church. There's a, it's, 2017, I fasted half of the year. I was not trying to fast. I found myself fasting. I found myself fasting. You know what it looks like for you to pray and, and, and sleep off? When you pray on your bed, you are likely to sleep off, right? Yes. 2019, and getting to the end of the year, I prayed for 24 hours non-stop on my bed. So if you pray to me a message that, if you pray on your bed, you are likely to sleep. I don't know what you are talking about. When I am powered by the energy of God, things are happening on the bed. I'm vibrating on the bed, I can't sleep. The spirit of supplications. Pastor Claude came to visit me. And I said, since you have come to visit me, let's pray. The prayer was supposed to be for one hour. We ended up praying for 12 hours. We said 12 afternoon. We finished by 12 nights. There are things you see in people's life. Just know that they, they have been supplications. And these are power. When you see the spirit of grace, ah, this guy has grace. This guy has grace. It is coming from the spirit of supplication. Spirit of supplication. You know what? People say, oh, the spirit of supplication has not come on you. Call it. The spirit of supplication has not come on you. Call it. Or better, better, better still, call him. Call him. Call him. How? How? Strong desire. Strong desire. Ah, Lord. I want to be a prayer person. I want to be a prayer client. Man, talk about. So when you leave a meeting like this, you are going to look for somewhere to start. You are calling him. You are calling the spirit of supplication. Because he said, he said he will not reject anyone who calls upon him. Who calls upon him. He will not reject the person. In the beginning, it will be as though you are putting your strength and your energy to pray. You are, as you are calling him, you are calling him. All of a sudden, something falls on you. You cannot help it. Everywhere you are going, when it starts like that, God is starting with you. It means the spirit of grace is about to manifest in your life in a way that you never understand. People will not understand what's happening. Everything you touch is working. Everything you do is working. Spirit of grace and supplication and supplication. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacob was blessed by his father. He was blessed, but still he was broke for 20 years. He used 14 years 
to marry one wife. First seven years. Even though he was blessed by his father. First seven years. After everything he did, he was deceived. He worked so hard, yet he was deceived. They brought him a wife in the night. He had worked another seven years to marry this other woman. He was still broke. After six more years, 20 years, someone who received the Abrahamic covenant with a rich father and a rich grandfather struggled for 20 good years. If he was 20 years when he was prayed for, 40 years at age 40, nothing to show for his life. Until one day, the Bible says an angel appeared to him. The Bible says he wrestled with the angel till daybreak. He wrestled with the angel till daybreak. Something is a physical fight. It was not a physical fight. Genesis, in the book of Genesis, he says that he wrestled with the angel till daybreak. It's Hosea the prophet. All right? And he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. What happened? What happened with Isaac's blessing? Let me explain. It's the same principle. It is grace and the spirit of grace. It's like what Isaac said was the bones. What the angel now brought was the life of the prayer that Isaac prayed for. You know, I sense it. Some people's lives are about to transform forever because the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer. Blow like a mighty wind, spirit of victory, you cover us with your <laughs> spirit of supplication. You tell everybody in your house, say, you know what, I don't want to see anybody for three days. You put off your phone. Uh, if, if I put off my phone, I'm expecting a certain call, they will not call you. I didn't know that I can continue after two hours. And I'm going. Now I find myself after four hours. There are some people. There are some people here. The blessing you are seeing in your life is because of the prayers you prayed two years ago. If you stop praying today, there's nothing in the future. Because nothing comes from heaven until something leaves the earth. You didn't hear that. <laughs> nothing comes from heaven until something leaves the earth. So upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplications, and they shall look upon him whom they have pierced. Young people do not like serving God. 
unto the spirit of grace and supplication came upon me. All of a sudden, young people start looking for Jesus. They start looking for Jesus. They start looking for Jesus. The spirit of grace and supplication. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. In the book of Genesis, it looked like a physical fight. He was holding the angel. He was holding the angel. He was holding the angel. Yeah, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go. Looks like he was holding the angel. Looks like a physical fight. It was not a physical fight, ladies and gentlemen. It was Hosea who now revealed it to us that he made supplications and wept sore. He made supplications. He wept sore. I pray for you that the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer will consume you. The spirit of prayer will consume you. There are many things you are looking for in your life. That is not what you need. Let me tell you that. A young boy came to me and said, Pastor, what would be your advice to young people? Five advices you would give young people. I said the first one I'll tell them is don't rush. I'll use my life to tell you that. When I look at myself today, I wish years ago I prayed more. I really prayed, though, but I wish I prayed more. I wish I prayed more. Listen, by 20, 21, 22, I was praying, I prayed. I prayed. Literally, I prayed. I prayed. Some of you, I have prayed. Pentfield, I have prayed. My room, I have prayed. Erodin, I have prayed. But if you ask me today, I wish if time is turned back, I will go back there and add more hours. Stop suffering. Give yourself to the spirit of supplications. Because what's ahead of you is greater than what you are seeing today. Hosea chapter 12. For I'll cause my favor to come upon you, see my spirit of God. There shall be a strange favor about your life, see the spirit of God. For men shall see it and they shall know that I am mightily working in your life, see the spirit of God. There's going to be a strange grace that's going to be associated with you, see the spirit of God. For I am moving mightily in your life, see the spirit of God. There's the release of a breath of freshness in the air, say the Spirit of God. He said many things are about to be made new, say the Spirit of God. Many things are about to be made new. Many things are about to be made new, say the Spirit of God. Taliso palina, teloske dodones. Hosea chapter 12. I'll end with this. Verse 3. Maybe we should start from 2. The Lord had a controversy with Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways. According to his doings, will he recompense him? You see, as a young man, there are many things you are looking for in your life. That's not what you need. It's a spirit of supplication. You will look like a fool praying. Go and pray. 
he took his brother by the heel in the womb. And by his strength, he had power with God. Which strength? Which strength? Which, by which strength did he have power with God? By which strength? What strength does Jacob have to be able to fight an angel? What strength? He had power with God. It's for Yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. How? He wept and made supplication unto him. Let me tell you something. He was called Jacob. Jacob means swindler. He was called Jacob. Swindler. 419. He's an intelligent guy. He knows how to maneuver his way in a business. He knows how to maneuver his way in society. He knows what to say. He knows what to tell this person. He's a swindler. As far as you're a swindler, you make something, you know. He says, he took the brother by his heel. And he said, by his strength, he had power with God. He said, yeah, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication. I said his name was first Jacob. When he made supplication, the angel looked at him. He said, from today, you will be called Israel. For 20 years, he has struggled for nothing. Do you know the name of it? <laughs> the promise that God gave Abraham was to be fulfilled. And it was going to be fulfilled through Jacob. The promise he gave him that there will be a people, it was going to be fulfilled through Jacob. Jacob was the fulfillment of that prophecy. But it could not happen until there had been contention. So Israel means God contended. It means this one came out of a contention with God. That's the reason you cannot destroy that nation. It was born out of a contention with God. It was born out of supplication. If the thing you are trying to do in your life is not born out of supplication, it's only a matter of time. There's a time bomb. There's a expiry date on it. He wept. So, in verse 3, when he said, by his strength, he had power with God. What was his strength? His weeping. Weeping in the presence of God is no weakness. That's your strength. Supplication. 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 Ketopaka, two hours. Kikapadu, three hours. Poshikaba, four hours. You are there. By the time you are finished with prayers like that, you can't even talk to anybody again. You go and sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night and there are tears coming out of your eyes for no reason. You wake up again. When I got born again, every 3 a.m., God will wake me up to pray. You see, the weight of your destiny will make certain demands on your life. 
I was not trying to set alarm to pray. God was waking me up at 3 a.m. I'm not a morning prayer kind of person. I like to pray in the night. Morning prayer. But there are times God says, call morning prayer for the church. And when I call that morning prayer, the Holy Ghost will wake me up every time, 15 minutes before time. Because I'm not a morning prayer person. Usually I'll pray in the night, so I'll sleep at dawn. When I used to be on, on WhatsApp, you see, at 3 a.m. you see me awake, 4, you see me awake. I don't sleep at night. But when God tells me, pray at 6, I wake up at the 6. I said, there's an energy that powers spiritual life. Moses was with God 40 days. He did not eat. You think it's discipline? He died on the second day. What discipline? It's an energy. Have you ever fasted before? You thought you would die. Then all of a sudden, when you start praying, a power overcame you. All of a sudden, you can't eat again. It's like you are full. Yes. There's an energy that sponsors spiritual activity. Make contact in the spirit of supplication. I want to pray. Pay your feet. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. All increase comes from Him. I'm going to pray. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. I feel it in my spirit. There are some things about to be birthed. There are some things about to be Leaders, where, where are they going to? Go, just go with them, just go with them, they'll pray for you there. I'm trying not to distract the service. I want us to pray. <laughs> 